You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, however it applies. For your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, a little nasally here with the uh, warmth coming in, your host, Jeff Lloyd. Your local expert on all the biggest stories, Cleveland Browns-wise, inching closer and closer to free agency. Uh, pretty much kicks off uh, a week from Tuesday, so everybody get ready for that. We'll talk, obviously, a little free agent wide receivers here this evening. It is Mock Draft Monday, so we're going to get to that. Um, hope everybody had a fantastic weekend. The sun's out a little longer. Weather's getting a little bit warmer. We're going to roll on through here. Um, apparently, that new Los Angeles Rams logo has leaked, which looks like it's a crossover with the Los Angeles Chargers. Maybe you share a stadium, you share a logo, that thing is hot garbage, folks. Uh, a lot of questions have been coming in um, as far as Chris Hubbard and Christian Kirksey. Why are they still on the roster? The answer to that is it's a really good question. I don't know if there is an answer. Um, I'm assuming in Chris Hubbard's case, they're probably doing anything to try and maybe get a pick for him. Even if it's not a 2020 pick, maybe it's a 2021 pick. Um, ideally, you maybe want to turn that into a 2021 pick. Where it could be, you know, playing time incentive, you know, playing time laden, where you know, obviously recoups the value of the pick and makes it higher. Um, you know, I guess try all avenue and you know, the old story of you know, leave no stone unturned, so to speak. Christian Kirksey's interesting. Um, the city loves him, the organization loves him. It's just not a hard guy to like. I mean, but facts are facts. He's missed over twenty games over the last two seasons. He's going to make over ten million dollars if he were to be on this roster. It just really seems like an odd fit. The question is, are they maybe letting Christian and his team maybe find their own trade where there could be a team that's interested in him, they can uh, agree on money, and somehow the Browns can get, again, some sort of small compensation. Again, maybe it's a 21, 21 pick, or again, it's you know playing time, incentive-laden, that type of deal. Uh, we'll see. I, I have a hard time either seeing Hubbard or Christian Kirksey on this roster in the 2020 uh, in the 2020 season, uh, we were going through you know free agent wide receivers, and you know we've done this you know at every positional group here. It's hard to find guys that necessarily match. Um, you know maybe there's some veterans where it's you know maybe a Javon Curse that type of signing, um, maybe a Tavon Austin because you want to bring somebody in with returnability. Um, for everybody, remember DJ Montgomery was a free agent last year. That was one of John Dorsey's strong moves that he was able to stash him away on injured reserve when he hurt his hamstring in the summer. So it's a possible possibility. DJ Montgomery's part of this going further. You still have Odell, Jarvis, Cordero Hodge, Damian Ratley, Derek Willies somewhere in the wings, who's obviously, again, rehabbing a pretty serious injury that zapped him of most of his 2019 season. Um, Rashard Higgins is obviously the wild card here. Um, everything and everyone I talk to, talk to seem they'd like to have him back. Question is, is, you know, Higgins trusting of this organization. It'd be understandable if he wasn't. Um, so then you have to get further and um, get deeper into you know the free agent group. Is there a possibility that there's other guys who may fit? And the issue is going to be that the wide receiver group, it's going to be hard to see how they actually get paid due to the fact that they there's such a deep class. With 55 receivers alone going to the combine, there's always so many that get you know, are undrafted free agents. It's going to be hard to match money to what is such a deep group 
especially when you have guys like you know uh, Mel Kuyper saying that possibly 30 wide receivers go in the first three rounds. So it's going to be interesting in that respect. If there's one receiver to draft, and I don't want to go high with it, uh, I keep coming back to this name. And you know, Pete, obviously, we talk about it a lot. Tyler Johnson out of Minnesota, uh, great route runner. I think he's a little bit like Rashard Higgins. I think he's a lot like Rashard Higgins. Um, underrated route runner. Um, we still don't know on time speed, and I'm praying for Tyler Johnson's sake he does run at his pro day because you can't run away and hide from this forever. Forever. Um, even still, without a time, I think Tyler Johnson, you know, because if he doesn't ever run, you don't get a time. You're definitely talking day three. Um, I think Tyler Johnson would be a perfect fit with Baker Mayfield. I think he'd be a perfect complement to Odell and Jarvis. So he's a, is he, he's a name I'd be pursuing at the free agent position. Again, at the, I, I'm sorry, at the wide receiver position in the free agent group. It's just not there this year. Um, you, you have a couple of headliners and AJ Green, obviously. Then the rest is, you know, just, you know, used to be, has been, Demarcus Robinson out of Kansas City is kind of interesting. Good run blacker, brings more size here than Odell and Jarvis necessarily. Um, but you have Hodge, you have Ratley. Ratley, this is kind of what they do. They're plus special teamers. Uh, for me, just going to be tough to you know find somebody that there's going to be a match there as far as you know the free agent wide receiver position. Jeff Lloyd rolling through here on your Locked On Browns Monday edition. Got mock draft Monday to get to here in a minute. Zabo Apparel. Um, you guys know I talk about the fine folks over at Zabo all the time. Diehard Cleveland Browns fans. It's none of their stuff is rushed to print. It's you know well thought out art. It's due to affection for this team and this franchise. Even though the franchise maybe doesn't always love them back in that respect. Uh, but Zabo Apparel, obviously, uh, you know family, uh, a company run by a veteran, a couple of uh, children actively serving. I love their apparel. Great folks to me. The Zabo Apparel family. S-Z-A-B-O, Zabel Apparel on Twitter, ZaboApparel.com, Zabo Apparel on Instagram. Go ahead, check out the fine folks over at Zabo. So we will fire up the uh, draft network. Uh, you know, create a draft. Uh, so you know, Cleveland Browns, obviously, seven rounds. You guys know the rules. We don't do anything half-assed around these parts. So we fire it on up here. We're going to take it on through. And I'm sure once this gets posted, everybody will have their way and their whines and complains about it. And there'll be enough people that say, hey, if the board fell that way, Jeff, it's not a bad draft. But that's usually the small minimum. So here we are up at uh, the 10th selection. And obviously there has been a change in rankings. I can see already over at the Draft Network. Um, you look at what is available right off the top. Now, to this point, the only tackle off the board is probably the best tackle for the Cleveland Browns. Tristan Wirfs, already off the board. So here we are. Mackay Becton, Jedrick Wills, Andrew Thomas. Interesting names available. Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, uh, CJ Henderson, Javon Kinlaw. Just names available, guys. Uh, just names available. CD Lamb, to this point, off the board. Uh, we're going to go tackle here because that is just the need here. Um, Wills, I don't have an issue with. I think he's going to be a fantastic player. Andrew Thomas is my favorite tackle group of all of these guys. I don't think he's the best Browns fit. I know they have interest in Mekhi Becton. So with that, we will go with Mekhi Becton here. 10 overall for your Browns. And we pick his in. And we will start rolling on through here to the second round. Um, anybody who doesn't do these, uh, just, you know, you're interested in, uh, go to your Google, go to your search, put in... Draft Simulator, and the Draft Network will want to come up, and you know, a couple of questions on how you want to do it, how many rounds, what team you want to control, the speed you want to do it at. But it's always fun to 
fun thing to play around with. Brings us up here to pick 41. Now, this has never happened in any one of these that I've done here. And I'm glad Pete Smith is not here for this evening's show. So we're on the clock here at 41. Interesting names. LaVisca Chanel out of Colorado. I'm not a huge fan. We're not looking wide receiver anyway. I don't want to say I'm not a huge fan. There's just sort of other wide receivers I like better. Uh, Ross Blacklock is a player I absolutely like. Interior lineman. Denzel Mims is available here. Very interesting. A lot more, a couple more receivers. T. Higgins, Jalen Rager. But, and even my guy Antoine Winfield at 45. But if we are not going to get this situation revolve, resolved, and Joe Schobert is no longer a member of this franchise, there's just a name screaming here to me. And I like him. I don't love him. There are a lot of draft guys who love him a lot more than me. Patrick Queen out of LSU. Um, he's here. This is the first time this has been a possibility. We're going to go ahead and plug this in at 41. Patrick Queen from the Bayou Mangles, 41 overall, coming up to uh, hopefully chase down ball carriers, chase down Lamar Jackson for many years to come in the AFC North for your Cleveland Browns. Pick 41, Patrick Queen, LSU. Now we'll trickle on down here. We'll get to the uh, third round, obviously. Two selections here, 74 overall and 90 overall. So linebacker in the house, offensive lineman in the house. We're going to check the tackle class first here, seeing if we can address that. And then obviously, you know, there'll be a question about what we can do for the defensive side of the ball. And let's, well, this is actually kind of falling pretty much kind of like I was hoping to. And now this is an interesting one. Um, you know, there's a lot of, you hear from a lot of folks that, you know, giving you NFL executive news that Ezra Cleveland is a guy that's going to rise. He's, he, you know, everybody's kind of too low on him, whereas NFL front offices are a lot higher on Ezra Cleveland. Ezra Cleveland, Ezra Cleveland is available here. I like him. Not one of my favorites. What I do like here, and what I do like to pair with Mackay Becton, and on the right side here, and we talk all the time about how we love the fact that Baker Mayfield rolls well to his right. It's it's something that got away from them last year. It's something they should look to get back to. So here at selection seventy four, staring me right out, you know, in the face, um, a guy I like. Um, I got to talk to one of uh. Matthew Pert's teammates uh, from UConn. Um, somebody went to my high school. He's actually transferring back for his senior year here in Jersey to play at my alma mater. Um, got to talk with him the other day about Matt. He spoke really well of Matthew Pert, the person that he is, the player, you know, dedicated guy. Football is everything to him. Matthew Pert was a former basketball player. They transferred him into an offensive lineman at UConn. Um, it's really gone well for him. Uh, best football is in front of him. Pick 74, um, ranked 73 overall by the Draft Network. Matthew Pert comes in to be your new right tackle out of UConn. Um, got length, got good agility, moves well for a big man. Does he need some polishing? Sure. Every third round pick's going to. Pick 74 overall. Matthew Pert, offensive tackle, UConn. So we've addressed the tackle position between Becton, between Pert. Uh, we found a Joe replacement, which I pray we don't actually have to do. But that's taken care of. That business is now in-house. So we get to move around here a little bit. We start to go, um, you know, just to peak. We're going to look at, you know, at D-tackle. We've talked about this D-tackle is top-heavy. And then there's some guys on day three you'd like. Uh, so you want a starter, it's going gonna, it's gonna to cost you. It's not something you're going to get with pick 90. We're going to go to the edge position. There's a player I love here. But we still have yet to address the safety position. So we're going to go check that out here. <coughs> and... 
Again, I can see that they've updated their safety rankings here. Um, and now he, there's a couple. There's the one name that comes ringing out to me here. Obviously, Kyle Duggar in this scenario is already off the board. Brandon Jones from Texas is still here. Kind of a forgotten man throughout this process. Uh, hopefully, we're going to get some workout numbers on Brandon Jones, Brandon Jones soon because um, it's not going to help him you know, get back to at least where he once was valued. Jeremy Chin, uh, obviously, you know Steve Atwater's nephew, hell of a player. He's had a hell of a draft process so far. Whether it was Mobile, whether it was the Combine, jumped well, ran well, tested well in the agilities. Um, I, I think Chin is probably more of a strong safety. Question, obviously, is going to be with what you're going to do with the safety position is how they value Sheldrick Redwine. And if they do value him highly, it's what role do they value him in. Uh, he played a little bit of both last year. I thought he was closer to the line of scrimmage. But again, when he came into the league, he tested well enough to be a traditional free safety. Jeremy Chin, Southern Illinois, will come in here and make him a strong safety at pick number 90. Uh, Steve Atwater's nephews enough. Having a fantastic draft cycle is another one. Having great tape at Southern Illinois just seals the deal. Jeremy Chin, 90 overall. Your new strong safety for the Cleveland Browns. So, two offensive tackles to this point. A linebacker, a safety. Um, we're going to possibly look tight end here at 105. We're possibly going to look you know, for edge help. We go to the tight end class, and I'll keep harping on this. I just don't see what matches up for what they need. Um, uh, Okunbuinge out of Missouri, obviously fantastic and tested really well, but it's what David Njoku is. He doesn't have the calling card of a blocker. Um, there's guys I still like on day three as potential guys. I just don't think you're going to find that Kylo Rudolph type to complement David Njoku and the other tight ends here. You're going to have to just settle for something in free agency. You know, not a great athlete, but a guy with just a great resume as a blocker to this point in his NFL career. There's just not the guy here to uh, basically you know, scratch the itch, so to speak. So now we're looking here, and we're going to go to the edge position. Uh, one, probably right now for me, best available is one that I like here. We'll just peek over to the offensive side of the ball here. Running backs, nothing really to tickle the fancy. Just to look at the wide receiver, the value, of course, in my opinion, is still on day three at the wide receiver position. We've handled the offensive line position. Uh, we'll take a quick peek over at cornerback. Um, there is actually a guy I really love here. Um, but the question is, I take him here. It's going to take me out of any position to get a quality edge. Uh, so we peek at that and we pass on. Uh, Lakai Fatu is available, but again, the production doesn't meet. Edge player. Uh, Curry, uh, Khalid Kareem uh, out of Notre Dame. Um, interesting player. Good pass rusher. Good size, good length. Not the plus athlete, but you're going to need guys in here. Um, whether Vernon's kept or not, and everybody wants to harp on whether or not you're keeping Olivia Vernon or not, there's nothing after it. Um, look, Brian Cox, Gustin Porter, they did the best they could last year. Guys are street, eight, street free agents for a reason most of the time. So I'm not sure how that's going to work out. Um, please let's not talk about the DJ anymore. I, I just don't see it unless he has the offseason of his life. I just don't see how it's going to work out. So, uh, you know, add uh, Khalid Kareem here. He comes in as, you know, your third rotational defensive end. If not, one is brought in a free agency. But, again, D-tackle, uh, edge guys, any one of those guys could be picks du jour to be chasing down uh, through free agency. And, look, they don't have to be big-time players. Just, you know, some guys that could come in and rotate and, you know, hopefully help and do some things there. Uh, we're going to go now. We're going to look here at in the sixth round. Um, guys, I do like, and I see another name rising up the board here. But as far as interior defensive linemen, there's not much here. Um, these are all 200-plus guys. You're talking pick 164. Again, 
nothing here. We'll peek over the tight end position. Again, the, the names that I think can do something for them are just mostly you're going to attach maybe UDFA or even with that seventh rounder, which is you know essentially the last, I mean, second to last pick of the draft for now until the comp picks start rolling in. So nothing there. I'm going to peek over at linebacker again. If I, if I can get a second one, I will. And I don't see much here. So now we'll peek over to the running back position. Eh. No. Will we dip wide receiver here? Yeah, we will. Um, in the sixth round here. And obviously he's ranked a lot higher than this on their board. I know Pete's in love with him. I do like him from the size, uh, you know, high pointing ability. Um, you know, he's got that moss factor that everybody kind of loves. Um, not to mention his old man had the baddest NFL physique I've ever seen in my life in Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman Jr. Michael Pittman Jr. available this late doesn't make any sense. They don't really have him ranked accordingly here. Just sometimes how one of these break. Michael Pittman Jr. at the University of Southern California. You bring his size in here to Odell and with Jarvis. I'm in. Sign me up. Good stuff. This takes us to the seventh round selection as we roll on through. So, of course, we've handled two offensive tackles. We've gotten a linebacker. We've gotten a strong safety. We've gotten an edge. And now Michael Pittman Jr. to add to the wide receiver room. Um, production was there. And it's really weird to say about a guy from USC, you know, maybe when he gets around a little better talent, you know, you can maybe see a little more of him. You don't normally say that about guys from USC, but it's just a state of the fact of, you know, where the Southern Cal program is and, you want to blame Aunt Becky for cheating and getting kids in there, whatever the reason may be. Southern Cal has fallen off the map. Um, always what I do here in the seventh round. First thing I do is I'll take it over and I go to best available player. And you see here a player like Geno Stone, safety position. But most of this year is wide receiver. We've already addressed this. We've already taken care of that. Um, you know, then I see a player at the edge position from... Miami, Trevon Hill, not a huge fan. Um, but Geno Stone is one I go back to. It's definitely an interesting name that I like here. Uh, Shaheem Carter out of Alabama, another interesting name. Uh, once again, we'll just peek through everywhere else. Let's see what's available at the tight end position. And my guy is here, and I believe this is the guy. Um, tested well. He's got the bulk to, he's got the size, I'm sorry, to bulk him up to make him one of these guys. He's played at the big time program in LSU. He's going to be a project. He may not be a first-year player as a rookie. Steven Sullivan, 6'8", 250, you know, runs in the low 4'6". This is a guy I want to work with because he's got the frame to hopefully be that dominant blocker. He's also got the athletic ability where he can be a true asset in the passing game if you choose him to be one. Steven Sullivan, tight end, uh, Louisiana State University. That is your Mock Draft Monday uh, Draft Network uh, daily mock. Makai Becton, Patrick Queen, Matthew Pert, Chin, Khalid Kareem, Michael Pittman Jr., and Stephen Sullivan from LSU. Uh, we'll continue to get to more stuff here. A couple of questions here from you guys uh, on your Monday edition of Locked On Browns. If you guys have Google Home and you are looking for more Browns information, simply put, play the latest Cleveland Browns news. And you will get me in one-minute segment in some you know, three-and-a-half to five-minute segments. Just factual stuff. Some stuff you hear on the show. Obviously, we go more in-depth on it here. But uh, you do have Google Home. Go ahead. Check it out. And, uh, you know, you'll get more of me. And whether that's good, whether that's bad, Google Home. We'll peek into a couple of listener questions here. 
Um, and of course, we always get the uh, ball busting ones, which, you know, hey, it is what it is. Um, from Brown in Orange Road, uh, thoughts on Drew Forbes and if he could be one of the three new starters this season. Um, everybody keeps saying three new starters. Guys, I think we're underselling Wyatt Teller here. Wyatt Teller here. <clears throat> Bill Callahan is a fan of Wyatt Teller. I know this, and I trust my source on this, and told him he was his top guard in his draft class. Um, does Wyatt, is he a perfect match? I don't know. I, I, it doesn't make sense for him to be a perfect match athletically. But, again, Wyatt Teller is a hard worker. A, he blocks well. His pass pro improved as we year went on last year. And, guys, look, you're never going to have the perfect offensive line. Um, sometimes good enough, sometimes just good enough is good enough. So Wyatt Teller could be that guy. Yet Drew Forbes is interesting though. And with his build and his athleticism size, could he be a contender at right tackle? He certainly could be. It literally fits the mold of what they're looking for as far as a move guy. You would have liked to let, you know, see more from him last year. Obviously the injury late in the summer held him back um, you know, can he adapt to now yet another offensive line coach, another new system, obviously coming from a lower level of college football like he did. Um, Drew Forbes, in my opinion, is on this 2020 roster. I'm not guaranteeing he's going to be a starter, but he should be a competitor for a role on this team. Drew Forbes, the athletic profile should match up here. Um, let's see, what else do we got here? What are the odds that there's an early Miles Garrett extension? Um, I think that I'm assuming that's going to get it addressed. Um, there, you'll put the tender on him here. Um, I, my question would be: Is do you want to wait till there is the new, uh, obviously the new agreement in place? Do you just get it out of the way this summer? Yeah, maybe you do. Um, do you want to just set the benchmark and roll with it? The question is: Is how does Miles Camp want to handle it? Um, do they want to you know, wait until the new agreement is placed? Because they know it probably only push the numbers up for them even more and more. Um, I, I don't have the correct response. For me personally, I would say Miles Garrett will get his you know fifth uh, get his fifth year guarantee, and we'll be talking about the massive extension next year at some point. This has been your Monday edition of Locked On Browns. Um, if you guys could do me a favor, iTunes rating reviews, drop that five star, drop a written review here. Uh, Mac Robinson's going to pop in this week. Obviously, we'll hear from Pete. Uh, I got Eric Edlum coming in one night here from uh, Yahoo. Just trying to switch it up here. You know, Pete's obviously got a ton of work on his plate. Um, always good to recharge the batteries. And sometimes Pete and I almost go in every night. We get a little stale with each other, so it's good to step away here, you know, and that way we just, you know, when we do get together, we can give you guys the best and uh, you get some laughs out of it all. But continue to roll on through here, uh, trying to give you as much content as possible. Everybody, enjoy your Monday. Make it on through. Enjoy the warm weather. Sun is still going to be out when you get home. This has been your daily delivery. Uh, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.